Welcome everyone to the Cowgirl Channel of Canada. We're excited to share with you some amazing stories that will inspire and motivate you from Canadian cowgirls all across our beautiful country. Showcasing Canada's most experienced cowgirls to up and coming young women in the cowgirl industry. We will be featuring women in all aspects of the Western industry, from ranching to arts and entertainment, to women that can do all things cowgirl and with a cowgirl spirit. A place to share knowledge of some amazing women and to honor the way of the Canadian cowgirl. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Cowgirl Channel of Canada. We're so excited to share with you this special interview with one very special Canadian cowgirl, Eli Barcy. Eli grew up at the beautiful prairies of southeastern Saskatchewan, Canada. Raised on a farm with a rural upbringing where there was always a horse to ride and learning the values of hard work were plentiful. Eli has a heart full of love for life. The western way of living is everything to Eli. She's done an amazing job of truly showing her cowgirl spirit. For over 35 years, Eli has toured North America and Europe extensively as a professional singer, songwriter, musician, and recording artist and entertainer. Eli's music is based on her Western roots, a wonderful representative of the way of the Canadian cowgirl. Eli has also traveled and experienced Nashville, Tennessee, some would say where the heart of country music lives. In 2019, Eli released her first book along with album number 17 and has recently released a second book, Beneath the Prairie Sky. Eli has a huge passion for her ambitions and abilities and loves sharing them with us all. Please welcome a beautiful Canadian cowgirl, Eli Barcy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> We're so, so happy, happy to have you. Thank you so much. I am so delighted to be with you, Lori, and visiting with uh, all the all the beautiful gals across our nation. And I just appreciate the invite so much. Thank you for having me on your show. No, oh, you're very welcome. It, it was a little bit of a, a miss up in regards to getting it scheduled, but I'm so glad um, that we reconnected <laughs> and that we could get this done. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled okay. to have you on here. And I just wanted to let people know right away in the very beginning of the interview that congratulations on all your success as a musician I just thoroughly love uh, really love some of your music and uh, the way that you represent the Canadian cowgirl I think it's so important um, for people to get an opportunity to uh, hear from you and to, to, to know exactly what you've done and experienced so that you can share it with other people because I think your journey up till now has just been an amazing one. So uh, start us off a little bit, a little bit about your life and growing up in the beautiful prairies of Saskatchewan. I've never been there myself. I've driven through, but I've never spent any time in Saskatchewan, but it is such a beautiful, the prairies are so beautiful. So tell us about your growing up there. Well, um, on behalf of everyone in Saskatchewan, you have an open invitation, Laurie, so you please, <laughs> please come and see us. We'll, Very we'll soon. Take, we'll take good care of you. Well, I grew up in the southeastern corner of the province, rolling plains, um, some trees, some hills, but for the most part, pretty flat in the farming area. And so I grew up in a farming and ranching community. We had a mixed farm. My dad had uh, pulled her for cattle, some horses, and 
was a was a major grain nice. grower in the area wheat barley oats at the time and I just loved growing up on the farm I I never ever felt like I was missing out I had a lot of friends in town and I go hang with them sometimes but I think that they had more fun coming out to the farm yeah, for sure <laughs> yeah we could go on so many adventures and and just have um so much wide open space to yeah. run free and and enjoy the outdoors and yeah. so I, I grew up um I was in horse 4-H I've always had a horse I always rode horses and loved the love that being outside awesome. helping my dad with the chores and I'd rather be outside than inside so I was always <laughs> out with the cattle and fencing or whatever have you um you know we had to work either inside or outside you know yeah. on the farm growing up so I think outside and For it was sure. it was a really great childhood I, I'm so grateful wow that I had that yeah. kind of upbringing that isn't that isn't the case for everyone but I was really yeah. blessed to have uh, two parents that love each other yeah and work hard and show me all those teach me all those values at a very young age because yeah. they just keep paying off isn't that know, isn't that a beautiful fun. thing though that we're, we're so blessed uh anybody that um has an opportunity and, and or grew up on a farm has that same like honest to goodness like just blessed just blessed feeling blessed um you know outlook about it all and we really appreciate what we what we were given we really do mm-hmm. yeah. yes yeah, I think it rings true right across the right across the nation and into the into the US. All my uh, rural friends that grew up that yeah. way, we all have the same no matter what our landscape, how our landscape differs, we still have that same mindset. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, you know, I that welcome that you gave everybody, including me, out to uh, the beautiful prairies. Uh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure when people are listening to uh, our show here, that they're going to be welcoming of that. I know with everybody, uh, with what's happening in the world today and for the last year and a bit, um, you know, we all can really sit back and look at different things, and we can see. Uh, things a little differently and uh, from a different perspective by being kind of stuck at home a lot of us yes uh, yes but if we've grown up on a farm or we have those opportunities and uh you know canada is so beautiful our country is so beautiful i hope i hope that uh i hope and pray that everybody does get back out there and get torn around and uh you know all i think all of canada has some pretty amazing very niche little spots in in there that are touristic and just gems 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 everywhere that's right everywhere you go yeah there's something to see that's right for sure so you did have horses growing up and so i i wanted to ask did you have a special horse that was something uh you know a horse that kind of gave you one of those situations where you're like i'm gonna remember this for the rest of my life (laughs) well there was the you know, I, I had a Shetland pony to start off Aww. with, Smokey, <laughs> and, uh, you know, ornery as all get out, <laughs> and uh, it, was, <laughs> it was actually a really good horse to learn to ride on because he was so stubborn and had his own ways that, you know, it was something you had to really learn horsemanship at a young age or he yeah. was just going to be the, the boss, right, and, <laughs> and head for the barn every time you leave the barn. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> then after that, when I you know matured to big the big big girl horses I my brother had a lot of really well-trained horses he was a great horseman and so I was well, I was blessed that I got to ride um, all of his and that helped me develop even further and then when I was about 
15, 16, I, I got a horse that was green broke. And that was my, my first very own horse where I'm going to, you know, really work on shaping him into the horse I hope he can be. And his name was Walter. Aww. Yeah, and he was he was a good horse. We just we had lots of uh, lots of experiences together and um, trail rides and yeah. 4-H. Um, I I tried I dabbled in barrel racing with him. He was he was quarter horse standard bred, so okay. to break him out of that quick little trot yeah. thing was <laughs> you know <laughs> was a challenge. And and we we did a bit of barrel racing, but nothing at any competitive level or anything. Just just for fun and like at four age and Jim Canna type stuff. And and then my music kind of took over. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a horsewoman in the early years and a figure skater and a oh musician. wow, one of the those things had to yeah you know, I probably could have went with any of them and really worked hard <laughs> at developing them you know but the music was probably calling and Fantastic. pulling on those heartstrings the most yeah so at what age did you actually pick up a guitar and like actually start to learn were you self-taught or yeah, yeah, I was oh, so wow. taught. I, I sang from a really early age, like about three, I remember learning wow. words and, and really, really, you know, oh. learning the song from start to finish and memorizing and um, just performing wow. in the living room and the local bullfight herds. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> In the early, and then just kind of worked my way up to maybe my first performance was at nine. And when I started singing in the community, I was not yet playing an instrument. So I had a couple cousins play for me yeah. for for uh, different whatever, weddings, anniversaries, yeah. funerals, talent shows. And at about 12 years old, I had an opportunity uh, to go on a local television show it was in the town of Yorkton, which is about an hour, two hours away from home. It was a big deal. It was uh -huh. called Profile. Yeah. I was so excited, so excited to go on the show. And one of my uh, accompanists, I'm not going to say who because I don't <laughs> want to make them look bad, <laughs> but we we practiced and practiced. We were ready to go a couple nights before we drove over to Yorkton for the show. Um, that person called me and canceled. They got cold feet. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So of course I can't learn to play the guitar in two days. No. So I was devastated, uh -huh. and I never got to go on the show ever. That oh was my it. goodness! So, but you know what I did? My sister had a guitar in the house, and she didn't really play it. It was just kind of there, and I thought, okay, I'm going to learn how to play the guitar, and that's what fueled me to learn was that cancellation because I oh. said this is even at 12 years old I knew this is not going to happen to me again I'm wow. going to you know I'm never going to be stuck so that that's what I needed that kick in the butt to pick up the guitar that was there all along wow. and learn some chords and start um becoming a guitar what player a, what so, an amazing thing to happen at such an <coughs> early age <laughs> I was heartbroken but it was a good lesson yeah no kidding <laughs> And you know, you, you, that was the start of taking um, bad things and making them something good out of them. Wow. You know, and yeah. you just keep going on and then throughout life we look back and we've all oh, yeah. had situations that, that are devastating or sad and we'll learn from yeah. them and we'll make them, Absolutely. Make them good in the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's and it's good too when you have when you have like the support of your family and stuff like that. So you said you have a sister and I guess your parents. So so what were some of the things when you were growing up and and you know t touring around doing weddings and stuff like that? I guess your parents would have had to take you. So they must have been very supportive of 
of your of your career choice early in life. Yeah, they they were. You see, my my I got my talents from my dad. It was kind of in the oh. in the Barcy genes, but he was so busy as a farmer, and he he was proud of me that I was singing and playing. But he never. I have to say, he didn't take me anywhere. It was my oh. mom. <laughs> my mom that was devoted to getting me to all these places. And dad would just say, no, we're too busy to go here or there. And yeah. I don't fault him for it at all. Because yeah. um, things changed yeah. in the later years and when my career was blooming and I was out there, you know, really, really proving to everybody that, yeah, I can actually do this for a living. Well, then his tune changed. Yeah. But in the beginning, it was just, you know, he saw it as a fun thing that I got to do. And you know, maybe going to sing in a talent show or something wasn't really necessary. So, yeah. so he didn't have the time. But my mom always uh, took the time and definitely said, "Okay, we're yeah, we'll get there. We'll get you there. We'll get you there." Wow. <laughs> and, and then when I got my license, you know, when you're a farm kid, you get your license yeah. like right the day <laughs> you turn 16. <laughs> yeah. Around here, that was a big deal. Yeah. So then, you know, I drove myself to all the, wow. the little gigs I was starting yeah. to get and. But I did get I did get a lot of support from yeah. from the family and the community and that was all you know that really helps develop. Oh, absolutely, an and, artist. Yeah, and like that was one of the things I'd love to you know ask and kind of figure out. But I think in some way you just answered it. Like when when did you start to realize that you had your when did your confidence kick in? Was it early in life or was it later? But I think what you're kind of saying there too is that even though your parents took a different dynamic on both of it it was still giving you that freedom to grow your own confidence which is fantastic at such an early age yeah that's it's very important to to uh, to have that confidence especially in this business because it's it, it's hard work and you have to really believe that you can do it and yeah. and move forward with it and I, I was so shy oh my goodness I was I was such a shy little girl um, mm -hmm. but I was really very determined and always had this this incredible drive and passion to to do the music but you know I don't think it was until I left home for college that I really really jumped to the next level of confidence because I left the community and the, the support unconditional support of family and people that know you yes maybe they're supporting you because they just love you and you're the little neighbor girl but are you really are you really on to something here so then i found myself i found myself playing to strangers you know i took my guitar with me to college and i'm playing music for strangers so these people don't have to like me you know they don't have to like what i'm doing but i found that i was getting the same kind of support and yeah. encouragement from all these new people so that was when my confidence level Wow, jumped fantastic. Uh, because it was just something okay okay yeah. I can I can do this <laughs> yeah and it just it built it builds up like it becomes if, if you're consistent with your confidence you, it's it's uh, very familiar to me in regards to I'm going to reference my horsemanship training that's how I get yes. people to understand like you know you just get that relationship and that communication going with the horse but you build it up at a slow and steady pace but you stay consistent all the way through and then all right. of a sudden that horse has a tolerance to handle you know a, a bag or a tarp or a saddle mm -hmm. or something coming at them they're they're confident and mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of it just it grows and it just it it gives you an opportunity to take that to the next level and to do something even harder in life so what what have been some yeah. of the challenges that you've experienced when you got into your early adult life with with all of what you were doing 
there there were so many challenges in it. <laughs> my my um, my college career was just very short-lived okay. <laughs> because if that was something that um well my parents encouraged you know the music thing is 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 great however that should just be your you should have a backup plan yes you know you can you know, also saying you're probably going to need a backup plan so i i went to college and um studied animal health technology just wow. worked with large animals like a vet assistant i didn't have the grades to be a vet but but i thought working with uh Cattle and horses, and you know that would be and my music. Well, if it happens, but I only I was only there for for one year out of two, and then I I got an opportunity to get out there on the road with the music, so I grabbed wow. it and and went. But but the opportunity was to travel as um they call it as a single act. Mm-hmm. So I had a sound sound system and a drum machine and me and my guitar. And in those days, that was the late '80s. There was a lot of opportunities like every single lounge yeah. in little club and everything they had entertainment going um like all the time there was just so much work for live musicians it was it was just unbelievable compared to now but oh, how that I was miss an opportunity. <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> it was a way to get out on the road and I had an agent um out of Edmonton that booked me on the road so the, the for my first big challenge was was getting out there playing six nights a week by myself and Sunday was the day I drove to the next one and I did that for two years solid wow wow and so it was a huge challenge traveling in the winter yeah. traveling by myself I was 18 wow you were really just you, know? you just went right you just loved life and you just went right after it. you're like I know what I want at like 12 years old like I know what I want exactly <laughs> how I want this to go now how do I get it done and you just started digging right in there and just that's unbelievable and congratulations you know it takes so much courage to live life and then to do something and to be passionate about it and make it your life is another um you know hurdle and then to actually have success from it and then have the opportunity to now i'm at this stage in my life and getting ready to record albums and so forth and then continue on creating more work for yourself to keep yourself um you know, challenged and and to keep growing your yourself, your your life, your business, everything. It's it's such a it's such an accomplishment. Um, you know, for anybody. And congratulations, you've done just an well, amazing job. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's so that's so kind. I appreciate that. It's it, there's there's just you know everybody that goes after anything. It's they know how hard of work it is, and when you're into independent and and self-employed it's it's like you're always you kind of always have to be working your brain is always turned on that way and and I'm sure you realize that too and you you know with your with all of your work it's it's kind of like it's an on it's an ongoing thing it's really hard to shut the day off and say okay I'm done work for the day (laughs) yeah absolutely and and you didn't and so you've had success like uh you know on I think it's so your 17th album was 2019 so when was your first recording Recorded album. Uh, it was 1996. Fantastic. So they've kind of been spread out through yeah, the years. Yeah, no. but, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's that um, recording has been so. I just love every opportunity we get to do that. But that's always been a challenge too. I've never been signed to a record label, okay. so everything has been on my own dime yeah. and some help with the. There's some good grants in Canada, so I'm thankful for the federal and the provincial um, 
music organizations that that offer grants but then again they're not they're not easy mm-hmm. they don't just hand them out you know yeah. you have to jump through a million hoops and fill out <clears throat> I don't know how many applications and it's a lot of work to get yes. those and yeah. but at least they're out there you know yes. at least they're out there and there's a chance and and I think the money money's always a challenge when you're yeah. when you're independent because you can only move uh, you can only va- advance as, as as far as you can afford to right and, you know, that, and it comes and, with the growth too like you know sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but it, it, it that's that's such an, a resourceful piece of information and it just shows like how diversified you became with your growth as you became an adult as you became you know an even more advanced artist so though and, and and still to this day i mean just releasing you know your second book like i find it just fascinating that you're so diversified in what you've offered through your western roots uh and your upbringing it's just fantastic thank you so much yeah yeah, so, and that's one of the things um, was one of my questions is that, you know, ha- what would have been a presented struggle that you would have had um, in, in your career challenges? And, and so that's one of them, right? For, for anybody, for our listeners or for any young artists, I mean, obviously finances um, is a big deal. But if you, there, there is, if there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah, that's the thing. I always, I always went ahead and made a decision whether I had the money to do it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband, Mister Realistic, <laughs> you know, he's quite different, thinks quite differently than me. And so, you know, he's well. I don't think we should be making plans if we don't have the budget. <laughs> and I'm like, the budget will come after, you know. And and it always has. And yeah. and sometimes it's been a close call. And we're getting ready to shoot a video and funds quite aren't quite there and yeah. and it, it it always it always works out and yeah. you know it always works out in the end and if it doesn't work out well it's not it the end yeah it was it wasn't meant to be but that's that's that blessing again of um you know having like just to, to go back just to visit back with the, how your dad wasn't available always to take you but your mom was you just kind yeah. of you find you find that balance in there and if it's meant to be it's going to come for you and uh you know you'll you'll get there but uh, yeah again your story just leading up to that and i'm sure there's so much more in between um that has happened you know little tiny things here like oh you know you might not remember every bit but something could trigger like a memory from when you were 23 years old at such and such a gig but you know you're sharing all this information and there are there's young women out there now i i just did an interview with another young musical artist from um from Canada and uh, you know it's it's you have to have not only the passion and the support of your family and stuff around you when you're doing this my daughter is in fine arts and theater and um, I'm very supportive of her dream to be an actress Mm -hmm. and uh, to to do what she she what she's passionate about doing but boy there's a lot of challenges um, you know and and we we need to support each other not just women not just Canadian women but we as as a as a race we need to be able to support each other because you're you're very talented like I can't do what you do and so we need to recognize that talent everywhere that we go right that's right that's right and and everybody has something different to offer and everybody's running their own race what's right for one person isn't right for the other and so on and so forth but just continually lifting each other up is so important and encouraging one another and uh, you know you, you you never you never fall when you're lifting someone up absolutely
So, and, and speaking of some of that now, what would would you advise anybody that was a music artist that's listening to our show and, uh, you know, they're, they're stuck, you know, maybe they're, they can't figure out uh, how to get financing. Maybe their family is saying, you know, get a real job or, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I hear, I hear that so often and, and with everything that is happening right now, especially with the pandemic, uh, how it has affected uh, culturally us, you know, I've I've seen some universities shut down different programs that are non-essential um, and things like that. So what would be something that you would give advice to for a young woman that's an artist that thinks she may want to do this, but like, really, maybe I should do something else right now, like. Well, I would definitely say going going back to the beginning of their, the, the grassroots of their career, um, Become a musician, like if you're a singer, songwriter, great. But do learn to play an instrument. That's just so important. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, and be able to accompany yourself, you know, in some way, piano, guitar, ukulele. Um, <laughs> and really hone your craft. Be really, really well rehearsed. Be professional. Um, because then you, can, then you can start getting booking yourself little gigs don't wait yeah. don't wait for people to come to you because yeah. you'll be waiting forever because there's just too much out there especially now like even back when I started there was already so many so many people doing it and and I waited for so long yeah I waited for 10 years I was on the road oh. solid before I recorded my first album because I thought someone's gonna come in a talent buyer, record company dude or dudette, somebody's <laughs> going to come in and recognize me <laughs> and say, hey, we want to record you. We yeah. want to give you a record deal. We want, you know, after 10 years that didn't happen. Mm. And that's when I, it took me that long to to save up and, and gather and say, I'm doing this myself. I don't nice. need a record company. Nice. I can go make a nice album. So, you know, don't wait for, for people to do anything for you. Nice. Learn the business and that's another thing a lot of well I just want to sing and write my little songs and play my guitar and and let someone else worry about all that like yeah. management stuff and well that's fine if you can if you can find someone that's that uh, you know a manager has to truly love everything that you do because otherwise it's going to be more about them than it is about you it's for them to to market you properly and yeah. to, to get promote you and make sure they pick the right opportunity that suits not only you but your heart mm -hmm. and soul and so you know just learn i would recommend learn the business right and it's it's it is 90 percent of it sadly yeah. you know the 10 percent is is here i am on stage yeah. you know the glamorous thing everybody <laughs> sees and thinks wow isn't that great and her life is so great but they don't see the 90 percent of the work that yeah that oh, took yeah. to get there you know so it's very important to learn the business side book your own shows make yeah. your contacts network you know, and you can start saving up when you do these little gigs that pay a little bit here and there. Well, you can start saving that up for an album, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's all kinds of places to play. There's, uh, you know, they think there's no there's no gigs. Well, just create a gig that didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, I no, love there's, that. There's, so there's, there's just, there's always a way to, to get in there. People all love live entertainment, even oh. with the COVID thing going on. There's outdoor markets and you know there's just so many ways to to get out there but but i think you know honing your craft be really strong in your performance be professional 
and then learn the business, get your business chops. So, so that, and then someday when you do find your your management team, dream team, well, then you'll know if they're doing a good job or not because you'll already know mm-hmm. how how all of that oh. works. And yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, that's no. a little bit of t- little bit of tips. But, but I I think that's that's a lot of tips though because there's a couple of really big important things in there that you said. One, you know. The, the most valuable piece of information I took away from that is um, the fact that you do you do have to know the business that you're in. Um, I actually did a, um, a weekend uh, event, or I think maybe it was a week-long event uh, at Miracle Mountain Ranches in uh, Cory, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was a beautiful Christian retreat that I went to with some other people, and it was um, a horse trainer. And uh, she was one of the guest speakers that were, were there as well. It was a bunch of students uh, that were attending there. And they were all given over the weekend to come back to us with your ideas, like your business ideas for the equine industry. And um, one of the big things that came out of it was that, you know, we, you, I love it. I, I'm, I was like, oh, I love horses. I just want to train horses. And I'm, I, I'm fairly good at it. And I just love it. And it's, you're so passionate about it. But you have to do all of the other things, the accounting. You have to do the marketing. You have yeah. to know how to run your business. You have to know what your clientele want and don't want. And, right. and that's, yeah. that's a beautiful part of information. Like for young artists out there right now that, because there are so many talented people all across our beautiful country, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they just don't have the ability or the know-how to, how do I get myself uh, where I need to be, you know, and, and, and like what you said when you were, when you were younger, when you're, when you're scared and you're nervous to, um, to step out there and, and be in front of a stranger singing or performing or entertaining or doing, you know, I'm familiar with some of that too. I did it, one of my first ever like debut performances was at the RCMP Sunset Ceremonies in Ottawa in front of like 20,000 people. I was like, what? Wow. Couldn't I have started smaller? <laughs> it was so, it was so overwhelming, but I was, yeah, it's scary to put yourself in that position. But when you do, wow. you, you can, you can start from, from there and you just, oh, okay, well that didn't work out for me. I, I didn't you know and uh, yeah so that's a great advice to a young artist out there and even someone that's not in uh, you know the music industry it, it could be a farrier could be uh, you know a saddle maker that's you know our young women that are out there right now farmers and ranchers uh, all that they're doing and anything to do with our great country of Canada and and you know, uh, promoting it all the way we go uh, I really hope I really do hope that the pandemic um, comes to some form of a, a new phase is what I want to say. I don't want to say a close, but to a new phase soon. Because uh, I yes. sure do miss going and listening to live music. And I, I can I can tell um, there's so many other musical artists out there. It, it How has it affected you, the pandemic? Like, uh, you know, I know you just said there are like outdoor events and stuff like that, but has it affected your business to a degree where it, it, it made you like sad to see that the whole world is going through this and unfortunately we can't gather and be together? Oh, yes, indeed. Yes. Um, As of last, well, last March 2020, um, I had been on the road 35 years, almost full time, like Mm. pretty much the whole entire time I've been playing gigs every month somewhere in the world. And so I had a whole year of wonderful gigs booked again Mm. (laughs) because that was going to be my 2020. And um, all of a sudden, that whole you know it just came to such an abrupt end and everything cancelled um they were all 
big shows, like bigger shows that, you know, more than whatever the allowance is for, for crowds even outside. So everything was everything was cancelled. So I went for from a full calendar to an empty calendar. Yeah. Now I'm I'm also an artist and painter, so yeah. I have a little, I had a little workshop that I was working in when I wasn't on the road and I, I've been starting to paint commissions for people and and have pieces for art shows and so all the art shows were cancelled too because they all involve an audience or people wandering through and what have you so um, I found I found myself like um, very well depression runs in my family anyways mm-hmm. so just on any given day I've, I've always worked really hard and staying busy for that yeah. reason too yeah. because it keeps me out of the darkness yeah. you know stay moving forward and, and, and always having a project on on the go and staying busy so so I found myself well I'm just gonna dive right into my painting I can still work on my music but it was hard to work on the music when when you don't have anywhere to go with it yeah you know so I'm still definitely working <sighs> on the music and working on more projects and a new album hopefully but I've been painting um, so much of my time <laughs> the last year has gone into my art and so much in fact that my little workshop space I decided <laughs> to be innovative again and something I had not any plan to do I opened an art gallery and a gift boutique wow oh my goodness that's fantastic that's wonderful oh my goodness good for you see you know what see that's so inspiring that's so inspiring to so many people that are out there and I get it that darkness and that staying busy and you know living life and you're always up for challenges and you've been up for challenges since you kind of got let down when you were 12 years old for your TV debut <laughs> but you know it's just amazing your strength to keep on the positive side of it and that's so important to share with other people um so i i can't wait to uh you know share this interview with people and your information and have people be able to awesome. go there so can people go online and, and get some of your artwork oh yeah okay. yeah definitely i have so i have two websites the art website is prairie girl gifts okay dot com and then my music it um website is elibarcy.com okay and so both both of those are, are, and they're connected to each other. If you go to one, you'll find the other, and vice versa. And uh, the, the art that I've been doing throughout the last five years, I've just started painting, like really dove, dove into painting five years ago. Um, all the all the images that I've ever painted are, are available in one form or another. I have a lot of original pieces, okay. but I also have canvas prints of a lot of the previous work and the canvas prints I put a good vibe uh, or scripture or some kind of wording some oh, text yes. on the on the canvas prints you can see all of those on the website and I, I'm happy to do I do custom kind of things all the time mm. people say well I like this image but I really would like this scripture or this phrase or this because it pertains to my daughter or mother or whatever so i'm happy to do kind of things like that i'm working on things like that all the time that's really so, good I, to know because i think you just got a commission piece from me <laughs> hey <laughs> i then yeah i have something very special uh that i'd love to have 
uh, done. So we'll we'll definitely touch base oh, on that. That's fantastic. Talk. Oh, awesome! I'd be honored. I'd be honored. Well, I, I do get to work on some very special things. I do pet portraits and people's barns. I love painting barns. Growing up, playing in the barn, mm-hmm. it seems like people have a lot of these. Uh, Bar, old barns tell the best stories, right? Yeah, so I've yeah. been painting a lot of barns and elevators and things, uh, prairie landscapes and ca- Canadian um, landscapes in full card. And I also dig up pieces of the prairies, which what I mean by that is I'll find old gas cans and kettles, cattle skulls, bison skulls, oh, wow. um, pieces of harness. I literally dug up from the prairies of Saskatchewan, I clean them up, and then I paint on them. So all of a sudden, this discarded item that's long and lost and forgotten is now um, a, a keepsake, maybe a family heirloom. Mm-hmm. But I get a lot of joy out of that, too. And those pieces speak to me. It's like there's history there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You get a lot of joy out of working on that kind of stuff, too. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to go have a look at some of that, but I'm really excited to get you to do a commission piece. I actually just, um, maybe about a year, year and a half ago, I went through an older house, um, a friend of mine, and I had found, I, I was brave enough to go onto the second level, I had found some old uh, letters uh, belonging to his family member and uh, even a very rare piece of jewelry and all kinds of different things like that and so I took it upon myself and I went and made copies back in the day there about two years ago we were we were allowed to go into places to do non-essential things Um, so I had made a I made a photo album of all of the things that I salvaged from um, from the house and uh, yeah I, I just you know it does I think it's so important to to not forget anything from our past and uh, uh-huh. I, I love that and uh, I love the fact that you're you're doing some artwork and stuff like that it's it's your again we go back to you know you have to know your business but you're you're diversified and I've done similar things with my business and that's where the cowgirl channel of Canada came from because um, I didn't want the pandemic to kind of you know let me down so I stayed busy I've got a couple of other really major projects happening for me and so I'm excited because the pandemic set me back home uh, because I know what it feels like being out on the road and uh, yeah I just I love the idea of you know becoming more diversified and I I was struggling to find stuff um, on Canadian culture Canadian women all in one one spot one place and I kind of wanted to to figure out how it would be if what it would look like to have this channel and to have uh, you know so I'm really excited for where this is gonna go because I want to be able to put all these women together um, and and help each other out and uh, when I was going through um, my research for your this interview with you I did get the chance to spend a bit of time and listening to some of your music and I truly truly have a, a question I'd love to ask you the portrait sure. of, your song the portrait of a cowgirl uh, could you yeah. tell me a little bit about how that song came to play like how you came oh. to create it awesome well thank you for asking that's one of my favorite songs mine too that song is about my mom oh. I was um we moved back to the prairies after I had been away from Saskatchewan for 25 years and we were living in Branson, Missouri for 
about 10 years prior to our move back to Canada. And um, long story short, our daughter finished school there and decided she'd go to university in Saskatchewan. So here we are, we were thinking, well, I think maybe we'll go back to Saskatchewan now too. So here we are, homeward bound. And it was coming back to Saskatchewan now about 10 years ago Mm -hmm. that I realized how much I love the prairies, Mm -hmm. the dust and the wind and the beauty of the prairies. Sometimes you have to be away from these things to, to appreciate it. And so coming back, I was just, overwhelmed with just my surroundings and my upbringing and and rushing memories rushing in and so I wrote this whole album Portrait of a Cowgirl and I had written 11 tracks 11 out of the 12 songs but I still needed that one more song to tie it all together to bring it on home and and I was back at my parents farm going for a walk and portrait of a cowgirl just kind of rushed into my head and I started getting ideas and I was thinking about my mom as I was walking and all the stories that she told me she was a one-room schoolhouse teacher Mm -hmm. and she rode her horse to work (laughs) which is how many people do we know that that's that's one of my favorite parts of the song is riding to school on horseback I love that (laughs) (laughs) well she did it as a child and then she did it when she taught and then in the winter she hooked up a little uh, cutter yeah. and and away she went across the across the snow that way and she was a 4-H leader and just a community giver like so many women that I knew growing up and, and are still meeting to this day contributing to the community and being involved and yeah. and lifting people up and so I wanted to pay homage to her mm-hmm. with this with a song so I wrote the song for her and then at Portrait of a Cowgirl my husband said you know that should just be the title of the album because that wraps it all up so so I was very pleased with how it turned out and and little did I know though that the song that I just wrote for my mom and just pleasing her and bringing her some joy with the song that it would that it would take off and and other people would enjoy it and people other people would get it such a personal song oh, yeah, yeah and i was very very honored to receive a big award for mm-hmm. that song yeah. from, in oklahoma city for uh, the western heritage awards um, for best western original composition and just myself and ian tyson are the only canadians That's to have received that so just a little song that i wrote yeah. for my mom yeah. Yeah. So I was just very, very blessed and very pleased with that. And yeah. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that story about that. I, I, I had replayed the song a few times and I just, it, it, it hit me on like levels about me and my mom and, um, Aww. you know, and, and my, my grandma and stuff like that. And just, it's such a beautiful thing. And I, I kind of almost could feel it through the song without even knowing the story. Um, oh, what nice. it was about and I think you know that's that's the true uh, gift of yourself that you have um, to give to people with with all your music and I, I love I love all of it but I, I have to say that the portrait of a cowgirl was uh, really spoke to me and I think I'll definitely be sharing that on our website at the cowgirl channel of Canada for people to go and uh, continuously listen to uh, for sure oh, well um, thank you so much that that means the world to me and yeah. and although awards and recognition and all that is very very nice and happy to have that um it's it's words like yours saying that the song yeah. uh, reached you and spoke to you in some way that's the real reward and that's yeah. really all that matters yeah 
absolutely well it was such a pleasure talking with you and uh, i do have uh, if you want to we're gonna we're gonna leave all your information on the website and uh throughout the podcast and on the youtube video um you know we'll have all those links set up there for everybody to reach out to you and i'm personally going to be reaching out to you for a commission piece because i have i've been <laughs> I, I had this commission piece in my mind that i wanted done as for a very specific reason and i'll tell you about that later but okay. uh now i have i have the idea now i have the person right uh to do oh. it so that's fantastic so we'll definitely awesome. share all your information with their audience and uh, thank you for sharing but there was one thing that i would love uh for you to share and something that you shared with me when we, we talked about doing this interview is your motto of life i'd love for you to share that with our audience well there's it's hard to sum it up in yeah. <laughs> in a sentence or two well give your best to the world and the best will come back to you yeah. i feel that what comes from the heart reaches the heart so no matter what what it is you're doing working with horses painting landscape playing music building saddles you're a hatter you're a silversmith um you put your heart and soul into what you're creating mm -hmm. um, what reaches what comes from the heart reaches the heart and that's just true in everything and i have to mention that i'm um i'm a child of god yes. and a woman of faith mm -hmm. and none of the things that I've been blessed with would be possible without okay. having God in my life and uh, getting down the trail safely uh, it's it's just just all having having God in my life and his guidance and help and, and staying connected yeah. to my faith is so so important and I'm so thankful that I have that and my family has that in our lives as well because that's the definitely the armor and the daily guidance that we need yeah. to to get through and especially in these uncertain times yeah. you know that's keeping us strong so yeah. I definitely wanted to make sure that uh, yeah. that was mentioned and you know what that's such a beautiful thing and uh, I, I I feel very very much the same and you know sometimes uh, when you're uh, going through life as as confident as you have gone and, and you know some of the things that I've gone through and the struggles uh, sometimes we we step away a little tiny bit from that faith and and what how that holds us there um, and I had a really good friend of mine out in Alberta she her and I were in Indiana uh, at a horse event that we were clinicianing for and um, she gave me this beautiful analogy a horse analogy believe it or not because we we reference everything about horses and uh, she was talking to me about that horse in the round pen just going around and around and around in the round pen um, trying to either use the support of the round pen I can't remember exactly her analogy uh, but in reference to when we lose our, our faith or we lose our path to God and uh, that was such a beautiful way that she explained that to me um, and I love being able to share that with people too uh, my faith yeah. in God and all the things that I've done uh, up till now and I think that's uh, you know one of those things I, I I always look back at that and I say I'm so grateful for that and uh, being able to tell you know your family and your friends that you're just uh, grateful for them in your lives and to be grateful to God too is such an important thing because at the end of the day um, you know we're all going through this pandemic together but we're all going through life together too right yeah that's right yeah 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 it's so important well I'm I'm just been so 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 uh, 
I'm delighted to chat with you and visit with you and I appreciate you, your invite so much and the, the chance to um, be heard across the nation and to be a part of your wonderful show. All the best. I'm just thrilled oh. that you, the Cowgirl Channel is out there and uh, you're making going to make such a wonderful difference with this show. So I, I appreciate being part of it. Oh, well, we really appreciate being on here. So we're going to, we're going to uh, share all your information with everybody in our audience. And, uh, you know, I'm going to let everybody know that they can reach right out to you when all this is over and we can start touring around and we're going to come out to the prairies and we're going to yes. maybe have some people come see some of your shows and that'd be fantastic. So thank Wonderful. you so much, Eli. Thank you, Lori. You have a wonderful day.